Check out the new album by Winnipeg country singer Sean Burns. It Takes Luck to Get the Best of Me is currently sitting at number one on the Earshot Folk Root Blues chart and is available now for streaming or purchase on Bandcamp, Spotify, Apple Music, and everywhere else you get great music today. Coming August 1st, 2020, Black Eyed Susie presents the new single, Lost in a Lie. For more information, visit blackeyedsusie.com. Check out the new EP from Lana Winterholt, Hold On To Me, which was fully conceived, recorded, and released in quarantine. Six tracks with a range of sounds from lo-fi beats to acoustic, pop to instrumental ballads, yet uniquely Lana Winterholt sound. All sales from digital downloads on Bandcamp and physical CDs will be donated to organizations who are committed to working against racism. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! All right, welcome to Witch Police Radio. Once again, doing the remote thing, which, you know, I keep saying this every week, but it is the new normal now. I think I might be doing this for the foreseeable future. But one of the benefits of it is that, you know, not only can I sort of reconnect with people who have been on the show in the past, but I've been reaching out to and being reached out from, if that makes sense, more uh, artists that I haven't heard of before or haven't, uh, you know, previously had on the podcast. So, you know, the guest on this episode is someone who falls into that latter category. And I think the best way to get this started is if you want to just introduce yourself and give a bit of background about your music, and we can take it from there. Awesome. Yeah, for sure. Uh, my name is Nathan Wolf, but uh, currently I go by the stage name or under the alias Delphon Black as a project. Okay. Um, in the past, I, I've usually worked with, like, unfortunately, just one musician at a time. I shouldn't say unfortunately because they were all awesome to work with. Um <laughs> But we can never quite push the envelope and find the right, you know, requirements necessary to drive our ideas further. Sure. And I mean, sure, we found other talented people that we jammed with from time to time, but nothing ever came from any of those iterations of uh, my musical endeavors. Okay. Um, not for me necessarily. My my friends, you know, that I have played with it times in the past have moved on to do other things as well um so i can't oh go ahead go ahead oh i was i was just gonna say i kind of just i currently feel like focusing more on my interest musically is okay where where i should kind of direct my energies rather than looking for others to collaborate with so with this current project this delphon black project I hate asking this question because it sucks, but like, how, how do you define it? Where would you kind of place this uh, genre-wise if you're, you know, forced a gunpoint to to put it somewhere? Because I know it's a hard question for anyone to answer, but how, how do you kind of how do you define it personally? Well, and I'm just, you know, I was just thinking about all of this. Like, I I, could, I, I hadn't really prepared for this at all. That's okay. <laughs> so I was thinking about all of the things you might ask me. Um, I. I try not to describe it or define it. I try and just get people to listen to it because I'm not an experienced musician and it might be, might be arrogant of me in a way to think, but I feel at least that 
experienced musicians would probably look at me calling myself a musician and think of me <laughs> as a, a fake musician in a sense because okay. I really don't know what I'm doing in a lot of ways uh, when I work. Um, I have a very kind of rudimentary and kind of fundamental understanding of basic concepts in music, sure. like some cor some chords. I understand what a hammer-on is and a bend, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. So the, the little things that I've picked up without actually putting any effort into learning, and that's to, to my fault and something that I'm totally willing to admit, that I'm a lazy musician. <laughs> um, basically, whatever I could learn to do without really trying to learn anything... You know, just kind of intuitively or, or by ear, just watching something, you know, and copying it and learning from there. I don't know any music theory or any scales, really, at all. And part of me understands that it's laziness, and another part of me thinks that I enjoy stretching the boundaries of that lack of knowledge. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to say too, playing up that handicap for sure. I, I don't think it's a bad thing necessarily because I mean, you know, I definitely know a lot of people who have that like, you know, decades of formal training and then they get, you know, they can play amazingly well, but then when it comes to being creative, they're kind of stuck because they don't like, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. Like I played in bands, you know, I haven't played in bands for years, but I did for a long time and I was always the guy in the band who had no idea what he was doing and I would let the other guys do the music part and then I would do the, the weird ideas part and it worked out pretty well. So I can see where you're coming from for sure. And I think that like there's something to be said for being creative without having the background knowledge of, of how to officially do it because you can come up with something that's maybe weird in a in a good in a in a surprising way, I guess, maybe because you don't have that. So, sort something of... like outside the bounds of what our kind of current fundamental understanding yeah. of creativity is, you know, totally. something that'll make people be like, whoa, I was, I didn't even realize that's where the box ended, you know, and there's a <laughs> definition of like, oh, okay, there's something going on outside of what I was aware of, you know, yeah, that's yeah. what I, I'm into that, I'm into someone being like, huh, okay, I don't know why I like this, and that's something for me too, when I listen to music, I, I like things that I initially dislike so strongly that I have to I have to find out why I hate it so much. Sure. No, I get that. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting too cuz like you know, before we did this, I looked up a bunch of your stuff online. You got lots of videos and things. And I, now that you explain kind of your uh I guess uh, as you call it a fake <laughs> fake musicianship, like I, I I was watching some of these and I'm like this is this is interesting. It's really weird, and I was trying to figure out what was weird about, like, what it was that it was going on there, and that makes sense. Like, you're you're someone who is creating without necessarily having the vocabulary to create the the, the formal way, right? Which which often ends up being more cool and more interesting than than the other way around. Well, I often think how like how different humanity would be if nobody learned how to speak, but we still expressed ourselves vocally. Sure. Where would we be? What would we look like? You know? Yeah, yeah. How conscious of ourselves would we be? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, I try and I try and think the same way musically. You know, it's it's like sure the language helps and it can it can certainly communicate ideas in in some ways that you know you're, are irrefutable, but the lack of language and the nuanced ways that that can kind of communicate ideas yeah. as well. 
once you learn the language, you can't do that other thing anymore. Definitely, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, do you feel like I guess what are you expressing then when you when you create a song when you record something? Is it, is it more emotion than kind of like uh, I guess intellectual thought, or are you putting a lot of thought into kind of what it is you're saying? Because a lot of the time, you know, with someone who doesn't have that training, emotion seems to be the kind of uh, overriding feeling, and and that comes out in music, uh, you know, quite frequently, right? That's a great question, because <clears throat> I would say that you're right, it's kind of like an overriding emotional drive, which is kind of directing it. Yeah. But I find myself to be a pretty cerebral person in how I engage things mentally. It's not a passive engagement if it's mental for me. It's okay. like I'm very, I'm fully engaged. So if I'm, if I'm having emotions, I try and process them mentally so sure. that there's a little, a little bit of a bias. And when I make music, if it's being emotionally driven, I can't help but tear it to shreds with my own critique and my own thoughts about it. So I almost I almost kind of project ideas that weren't initially there that I pick up in my own emotions that kind of come out naturally. Okay. And are those things that you kind of pick up on after the fact? Like maybe listening back to something you've done and you realize sort of that this was the the impetus for this, this, this sound or, or this particular part of the song? It's kind of like when you blow up at someone and, you know, you, you can't really anticipate what you're going to say. Sure. But you know you have all these things and you, it's like you have a very foggy itinerary in your head of all the things that you need to let out. But you don't think about how to let them out when it happens. It just happens and they come out in a totally different way than you expect. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. So I think it's kind of more similar to that where something happens and I, I recognize what happened, but it wasn't really conscience. Okay. Okay. You know? Oh, 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 
Once, once the songs are out there and once, you know, they're kind of available for anyone to to discover and listen to, uh, how do you feel about that kind of, you know, something that is maybe that emotional or has that kind of connection when you created it now being in the hands of someone else to interpret in whatever way they see fit? Like, are you comfortable with that or do you sort of wish you could give some context to what they're listening to? Hmm. Well, that's where things like this are really valuable to me and, uh, I got to thank you for having me on here for that reason, you know, very much. <laughs> Give some context, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, exactly. It's um, obviously I think every artist wish, it, you know, I don't think you make art consciously. 
where it's not just a passive activity you're doing for fun. Yeah. Or it's, you know, people who make art, I think, have a sort of existential nature to them. And I think that they can't help but want a little bit of exposure or reaction to what they're putting out there. Okay. But I think one of the one of the more valuable things I've learned is that sometimes people aren't going to care. And it's not always about people other than yourself. Right. And it's it's often the people that only did things for themselves and were quite often scoffed by the public, you know, until they were dead. Sure, sure. That they were recognized for, oh my gosh, they did this thing and it was behind <laughs> all this stuff I was prejudiced to. Oh my God. Um, so there's that too, where it's like half the time I feel like I'm... And I, 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 I mean, no ill to myself in any way, but I feel like I'm Winnipeg's Elliot Smith in a way where it's like, I'm going to just gain a little bit of popularity and then by some stroke of ill fate, something's going to happen. And, right. You know, whatever. I won't get to see my own success, but that's just a fear. And I, I try not to let that really interfere with the process okay. so much. Is is that is attaining that success, whether you're there to see it or not, is that sort of... I mean, are you hoping that this that what you're doing catches on, or is that a priority for you? Like, do you care if it's widely accepted or or people really dig it, or are you okay with it just being you're making it, it's out there, people can do what they want with it? I don't know. It's it's that's somewhere where I'm a little bit more on on the fence with things because I make it in a therapeutic way a lot of the time, just just to kind of let things out and yeah. create create a form that I can kind of examine them with. Um, but I also see the value in how other people's music has affected me and and through that same process almost, you okay. know, like they've, they've done something similar and I've kind of picked up on that and been like, wow, you know, like there's an answer to a bunch of my questions. Sure, sure. Um, but I think at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter to me because I, I listen to it. Right, right. <laughs> it's 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 almost like going through old journals and being like, right, I remember when I thought that way, and it's like it's no less valuable now to have, but it doesn't necessarily apply as as directly. Okay, sure. No, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. But I think there is also kind of a bit of fun in the idea of kind of creating a, a persona or a character and kind of trying to put them out there in the world. And so it's like playing a, a video game almost where you, you know, you're setting the attributes for this character just sure. to, to make the game right. Okay. No, that makes, yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah. Is that, you, you look, is that what you're doing with this, with, with Delphon black? Is that part of the idea is just creating a partially, yeah. partially. Yeah. I think so. I wanted to give it a try. I mean, one of my one of my idols is David Bowie. Right on. And uh, shortly after I got into David Bowie, I kind of shifted gears and followed Brian Eno's production cool, work cool. and found out about the Talking Heads. Um, and there, I you know, David Byrne, David Bowie. I was like, DB, that's a good initial. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and through other circumstances, I happened upon that name Dalphon and then I thought Dalphon Black that sounds like sounds like a spooky wizard and I do have like a, a crystal ball so nice. I thought I thought why not why not like, be a spooky wizard it yeah. just works yeah <laughs> 
if I can be. I mean, I, I know we kind of went over the whole like what what style of music do you play in uh, earlier, and that was you know a hard thing to answer. But I'm always trying to file people away in my brain. What is your sort of background within the local music scene? Like, were there local artists that you sort of came up being a fan of that that, that maybe inspired you directly or indirectly to start doing your own stuff? It's hard to say. I I've just kind of started to pay more attention to the local scene. Like more recently, as I've gotten more interested in music, and um, I don't—I have to be honest—I don't listen to a lot of local music. But a a group that I have become quite fond of from Winnipeg here is Yes We Mystic. I quite—I quite quite enjoy what they do, and uh, there's there's quite a few bands that I—I don't know that you've had them on necessarily, but that I'm aware of in the city that I 
I have seen. I, I like the Giant of Witchcraft. I'm Great band. Kind of acqu- I'm acquainted with some of the the people in that group. Yeah, I love that band. Yeah, they're great. Um, I don't know. It's, I wouldn't necessarily say influences so much. I kind of look more at at the local scene as peers. Sure. Because a lot of it is quite starkly different to what I'm doing myself. And it's... Um, I just wanted to add, because you had mentioned as well, uh, not quite being able to like pinpoint what to call it. I almost like to call what I what I make it as non-music okay okay in a way it's 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 i try and get to a point where it's not quite listenable but keeping you right attached at the same time not quite letting you go yeah yeah you you could just stop listening but it's like it's actually pretty decent you know (laughs) i i I like that feeling as well of kind of ambiguity with music where you're like is this a joke? Is this bad? Is this good? I don't know what I'm supposed to think about it. Yeah, but there's something compelling about it, right? There's something there that makes people want to listen, whether they hate it or love it, right? Like discordance, you know, like yeah. it, playing a sour note even. There, there's takes that I've done where I've I've played it way more cleanly and got a way better sounding cut with less noise. But the cut with the noise where I played it real sloppily and I hit a sour note just sounded better for some reason in the mix. And it's, I think a lot of artists, and I don't want to like call out artists for not being like (laughs) loose enough, but like, I feel like a lot of artists are kind of afraid to leave loose ends like that in their music because they're worried about how people are going to perceive it. Like, oh, are these people sloppy or are they... Are, are they aware of their own kind of intuitive groove that doesn't necessarily fit into the paradigm that we already know? Sure. I Well, I agree with that yeah. completely. I, I feel like I need to start sending you some files uh, from my old band <laughs> because it's definitely yeah. that kind of uh, discordance and, and, and playing things poorly, but... Uh, yeah, they, they, they kind of like confidently. Yeah, co- poorly but confidently. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Like confidently bad. Yes, yes, exactly. So, uh, <laughs> so if someone wants to hear your stuff, what's the best way at this point to to find your music? I mean, uh, online obviously because no one's playing shows right now. But uh... I, I put it all on YouTube. Okay. I, I put it all on YouTube. I think the channel is just Dalvon. And you have uh, you have one well, at least one full album on there. Is is that right? Yeah, I have two. I was going to say, like, there's kind of been a few transitions in, like, the way I've been making music. Uh, I could give you a brief history on, like, what I've done. Sure. I kind of started in high school going to MBCI playing with someone named Brett Whiteman, who is really, really, he still is, I'm sure, a very incredible guitar player. Okay. Uh, Like, his influences were, like, the Stones and Jeff Beck and more kind of like modern rock pop at the time, like Buck Cherry and like Bon Jovi and stuff. And he, he was really good. He kind of emulated and just like absorbed those influences like a sponge. And when I met him, it was kind of like, it was like my, like Keith and Mick sort of situation. You know, we were just like, Oh man, I don't really know what I'm doing, but you know what you're doing so well that you can make me seem like I know what I'm doing. It balances it out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then I started kind of feeling more confident singing when I realized, like, oh, it's it's kind of easy when you have someone who's, like, willing to back you and make sure. you, you know, play your best. Uh, so we played for a couple of years, and we called ourselves the Barebacks for a while. And then we called ourselves the Dog Park Etiquette. Good name. 
I saw on a Reader's Digest magazine at my grandma's house, dog park <laughs> etiquette with a question mark. Oh, and yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. what? what is the dog park etiquette? And I started thinking and I started thinking of like, what's expected of a dog at the dog park, what's expected of its owner. Yeah. And you start thinking about that as like a metaphor for music, you know? So then I, that disbanded after high school and I, I reformed that band with uh, a friend of mine that I met in Osborne. Uh, through mutual friends, uh, Chris Stapps. He, he's kind of like got like a math rock kind of indie rock influence. Cool. Some like post, I think some post rock. I don't know. Uh, but he was he was always like coming up with really really good melodies and like really good like flares to add to these songs that I had made. And and you know through that whole time I was making more acoustic kind of rock songs. Yeah. The first, the first iteration of that group. The second time around, it was more kind of acoustic, folky pop songs like Elliot Smith. Sure, kind of influenced. And uh, the whole time I was in high school, I kind of put together an electronic industrial EP. It's also on on that YouTube page. Oh, right on. I don't know that like, there's a there's been a lot of like different transitions. It went from like trying to I tried to do like a a 70s rock thing and I tried to do an industrial electronic thing I tried to do the acoustic pop yeah and now I'm kind of trying to just do whatever feels right and it's weird because I've listened to so much and I've tried to copy so much yeah for sure but now it's like what what feels right you know it's it's like there's no escaping that influence but you can kind of push the influence down and and take the the good things from it and and then convert them into something unique, right? And that's what I'm trying to do, rather than getting uh, like carried away in my interest in one area or another, like I have in the past, because I feel like that's a bad habit to form. Sure. feel like it's better for me to kind of just slow down and I'm, I'm just reading right now i've been reading lots of books yeah like lots and lots and lots of books and i haven't been thinking about music at all well it's a weird time to i mean you have time to read books i guess during this pandemic right yeah absolutely but i feel like it's hard to explain it's like i go through phases of reading where i don't read for like years and then i'll just start reading out of nowhere and it's like I read differently, even yep. though I haven't been doing it at all. And it's like now that I'm reading again, it's influencing me and changing me in a lot of ways that are great. You cool. know, I'm thinking differently about life, and that's reflecting the way I'm thinking about music now, going back to it. Cool. So rather than kind of being stuck in this mode of like, I only know how to do this and I don't know what to do, now I've had a whole other experience kind of like stir the pot 
and now it's like I know what to do when I get back to it. <laughs> right on. It's uh, it's a good feeling rather than feeling stagnated by doing the same thing all the time and just getting bored of it. It's like okay, perspective. Yeah.